This is Wading Deep, a podcast that explores the connection between environmental justice and race. Racism pollutes our people and land. Resilience, our strength of spirit and hand. Resurrection, our healing, made whole we stand. I'm your host, the Reverend Jamon Taylor, rector at St. Ambrose Episcopal Church, Raleigh, North Carolina, a congregation with a long history of challenging environmental racism. I am honored today to welcome as guests uh, local community activists and residents of Rochester Heights. We welcome Sister Ajuba Joy, Rochester Heights resident an elementary school teacher, also a community activist, Ms. Julia Daniels, a long-term Rochester Heights resident, a preschool teacher, um, U.S. Army officer and community organizer, Ms. Carolyn Winters, one of the founders and current treasurer of Partners for Environmental Justice, Ms. Carmen Cawthon, local historian and researcher, founder of Success, and Reverend Don Singletary, minister at Mount Peace Baptist Church, outstanding barber, community engagement coordinator for Partners for Environmental Justice. Welcome each one of you. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I wanna begin by talking about um, flooding. Those of you who live in Rochester Heights and are familiar with it know that flooding is a problem. Um, those of you who have experienced flooding or know it firsthand, I just open the floor for you to, to share your experience um, about life in Rochester Heights and, and flooding. Jamon, I'll go. Uh, this, um, many years before I actually moved into this community, I lived in uh, Rochester Heights since 1986. And Prior to that, I remember coming down Garner Road and right there by this little bridge, um, it, it, would, it would flood and you'd have to kind of drive there, drive through there very, very carefully. I had no consciousness of what was going on within the community at the time because uh, prior to that, I wasn't, I wasn't um, living there. But in... Uh, 1996, friends came through, and it was it was it was devastating. Uh, I'm right there near Garner Road, and the the water was coming west to east, and people who lived with their homes facing west to east, their front just got demolished. I mean, things were just, water was up. The water was up in my yard, close to, close to three feet of water. And um, I had never seen anything like that before. And many people lost their homes. Others may want to share some other things and I can um, come back in and share what happened with some of my neighbors. Uh, Sister Joy, just okay. before someone else jumps in, uh, you, it's interesting you say that the homes facing west to east were flooded. Why, why is that? Why are those homes facing west east? 
that's the way, well, I think that there were two things going on. There were some areas upstream and they opened up gates trying to release some of the waters from other communities upstream and the water came down. And people whose homes were facing west, those homes got really flooded. I mean, really flooded. As a matter of fact, those homes don't even exist anymore. There's one home on the corner that exists and the front of their home was not facing the west. The side of their home was facing the west. So mm -hmm. the water came down and just demolished the homes of the other people who were uh, facing west. Their front, their front door was facing west. And so the water came into their homes uh, with no mercy. And those homes were demolished. They're, they're gone, the, 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 the humanity was gone, the families were gone. <laughs> And these were elders in our community. And then there, there was another home on the other side that sat low. Um, and that house also eventually was um, removed. And these, as I said, they were elders in our community. And this is devastating. And I woke up to this because I, I did not know Literally, I woke up and there was, you know, all of the, the water and the flooding. I had never seen anything like this before. But my house faced, my house was facing north-south. So the water came in front of my home, but it didn't come to my home. The water did rise, but it didn't, you know, rush to my home because it was going east-west. The water was moving east-west. So it was um, it was quite an eye opener. And I, I had no, I had never experienced anything like this before. Wow! Thank you, Miss Joy, for that. Um, I'd never heard <laughs> that story or the difference between north, south, east, west facing. Um, unbelievable. I think Miss um, Julie was about to speak. Were you about to say something, Miss Daniels? Yeah, I was um, just going to say that uh, by the grace of God. I did not experience any flooding. I only had some water that came up on the street that runs beside my home, which is Charles Street. Um, the I watched the water rise. The creek is two houses from where I live. So I saw the water. I was up during the middle of this storm. I watched the water literally come up out of the creek and I don't know how in the world this happened but instead of it going towards the left the water came towards the right which means it came up Callaway Drive towards my home turned and went down Charles Street and every home almost um, on Charles Street behind me except maybe one, two, three, four homes were flooded um, with some kind of water 
not only in their yards, but some in their homes. Um, and people were taken out in boats. They had to go rescue people out of their homes. Um, I luckily only had water to come up in my yard, maybe about a few inches, but it, my house, it tapers, the land tapers off to, towards Charles Street. So it's kind of raised a little, so I didn't have any flooding. Um, and the other thing is really weird that struck me about the storm was the city of Raleigh, period, had so many people without water and electricity. And for Rochester Heights to have the flooding that we had, for some reason, I never lost power and I never lost water. I had people from other places in the city that actually came to our home to get meals and to bathe because we didn't have, they didn't have power and they didn't have um, water for weeks. It was crazy. And I agree with her. I've never seen it. Go ahead. I'm I'm agreeing with you. I didn't lose I didn't lose power, and my two neighbors on the left and the right of me did not lose power, but the water did come into the yards. But none of the water ever came in to our homes. They came into the homes that were facing east west. Yeah, Charles Street got it bad. They really they it was really bad. And I can't even imagine what the people on Bailey Drive did around closer to the creek. But to watch that creek rise, mm. to see that water coming towards your home was very, very scary and terrifying because I did not know that it was going to go down Charles Street. I did not know if it was going to come in my yard. Um, and it, it was scary. And I was watching stuff flying and it was it was a scary experience. It was something I never want to have to experience again. And it's just concerning to me the all of the new construction that's gonna be going on that is gonna possibly cause something like that to happen again and it's terrifying. And and let me just add to what you're saying. Um, and those, and there, there are definitely people that know more about this than I do. This is Miss Joy. There are homes and communities lower than us, like Rose Lane and out in that area, continues to flood to this day. And mm. they're lower, you know, in elevation than we are. So it continues to flood. And I, I had, I used to watch. The, there's a little church down in the cul-de-sac uh, on Waller and Bailey Drive, right offhand. I can't think of the name of the church. Um, but this particular um, area right there, I always would watch for the water when I knew that there was supposed to be a storm. And that was my warning to know whether I needed to get in my car and go up towards Biltmore Hill or not. And you know what is also, I'm going to tell you what is also strange to me when FEMA came through and did their stuff to determine what had to be torn down, who couldn't go back in their homes. The businesses remained and they were completely flooded. And the church 
remain. But all of the homes beside that church that you're speaking of um, were torn down, except for the one on the corner. They were they were not allowed to stay in their homes. They were not allowed to, even if they wanted to, they were not allowed. It was like, no. But I don't understand why the businesses were allowed to stay in the church. This is so, so fascinating. Uh, Ms. Carolyn, I think um, you have something to say. And then Reverend Singletary, I know you are a business owner uh, whose barbershop was on Garner Road. Uh, Ms. Winters. Okay, I was just going to say that part of that, of course, I wasn't there, but shortly thereafter, um, we got involved, PJ got involved by way of Father Calloway, uh, establishing a committee to actually look into the flooding because we had church members that came and said, you know, we're tired of getting flooded and this was just really awful. Uh, PJ actually did some footwork to look into why the flooding was there. And some of it, not all of it, but some of it was because of the Walnut Creek had had so much trash, et cetera, and silk mm -hmm. washed downstream that its banks were just evolving. And so Walnut Creek flooded as well, but you know, there are a couple of tributaries that come off of that. And that's what you flooded from was the creek, uh, Julia, that turns off of yes. Walnut Creek. So yes. it's interesting that um, we as St. Ambrose seem to be downhill from that, but we never flooded either. So um, that was a situation that we saw from afar. We didn't really experience it because of course we weren't there, but we saw it and we got involved because of just that. We did have the community and we had the uh, church members um, safety involved. One of the things that happened after we started talking to, I don't know that we talked to FEMA. I don't know the uh, organization or the department that we talked to, but we did talk to city officials in regard to this shouldn't happen again. And they brought up the fact that everyone over there supposedly, I don't know because I'm not a recipient of it, supposedly bought those houses so that they could tear them down because they were so, yes, they they did, so they close did, in yeah. the flood. Yeah, they did. There are four That's houses correct. that were taken. Okay. It was more than four because there was a couple of houses. Uh, Ajuba, you, I don't know if you remember, but the house that's left across the street from you, there were a couple of houses beside that house. Do you remember those homes? Yes. That faced directly down in, when you came down Charles Street, there were two homes um, directly in front of you. Um, that one set closer to the wash to the marshland and one set directly in front of Charles Street. When you came down Charles Street, there were two homes and then there was the one yes. that's left, which sits on the corner where Reverend Peach used to live. That's right, that's right, that's right. And there um, were three homes up from that that were taken and two homes yes. on the other side and one home on the corner. Yes, that was Miss Fort's home. That's right, Mr. And Ms. Ford. They uh, yes, their their houses were were taken and demolished, and the city of Raleigh owns that property, to my understanding. Reverend Singletary, I, I want to yeah. invite you in uh, as a business owner. Um, I know your barbershop was on Garner Road. 
Um, can you just speak a little about a little bit about your experience? Yeah, I, I, I'm the owner of, of Singletary's Barbershop. We've been in business for about 17 years. I've been an owner for the 17 years. Um, it, 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 it was already established after, after I purchased it. But um, one thing that I did not know was that it was in a flood prone area. And um, I, 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 bought, I purchased the business in 2005 and I think 2007 was uh, one of the worst experiences I've had um, with flooding. Um, let me see if I can share this screen. I try to do it. Um, now, now this, this particular uh, picture that was taken, uh, it's, it's, not, it's, it's, it's not the 2000, um, it's not the 2007 flood. But I think this is more like 2013. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. I yeah, yeah, we hear you. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so this is more like 2013 uh, in which this flood has happened. Uh, by 2013 from 2007, I almost, I, I pretty much got like used to uh, coming in and cleaning up, uh, you know, flood damage. So um, with this, with this, with this damage that's shown right here, um, I came in, I saw it, and then, uh, you know, I just came, I just cleaned up, and after I was finished cleaning up, uh, we just reopened back for business again. Uh, so I think. Uh, you know, the, uh, dealing with this flood kind of taught me perseverance. I, I, I um, I'm, I'm not sure who it was who, talk, who was who was talking about how the businesses, certain businesses, didn't close and stuff like that. We had to keep going. I think uh, one of the sad things is we were never like reimbursed. We were never helped with um, any flood floodings that happened, any flood damage or anything. Nobody's never really checked on those businesses. Um, you know, that, you know, endured the flood. We, we as, as business owners, uh, we just kind of came together and, you know, went at it, cleaned up and opened doors back up and, you know, continue with business. Um, and, I, and I think that's pretty much um, the same way that a lot of people who have lived in the flood prone areas and still are in the flood prone areas um, and deal with certain uh, flash floods that happen is, you know, just the perseverance to, Okay, we gotta clean this place up, you know, pull out the wet backs and uh, you know, whatever we can salvage and keep, we'll keep, and whatever we need to throw away, we throw away. And then the next time we'll just put it up on high. We'll put it up higher so that uh, you know, okay, we got we got we got uh 12 inches uh, of flood next time. We'll put things 12 inches higher. You know, you just kind of uh, uh learn and adapt and then you'll try to overcome. And mm -hmm. uh you know, I, this, this, that's just the strength of our people, just to overcome, uh, just to survive. And uh, I was blessed with that business. It was my first opportunity. Um, I was a little hesitant about it, um, but, you know, uh, you know, the Lord spoke to me and, and told me not to fret about humble beginnings, you know, about what's small. Um, you know, we take care of what we have, and we try to 
we try to just survive and take care of what we got and what the Lord gives us. And so, you know, that's 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 my story of of of, uh, of persevering with the barbershop. The barbershop is right next to Walnut Creek. It's right it sure next is. to Walnut Creek. So I have gotten a lesson about flood prone areas. I've gotten a lesson about <laughs> environmental justice just by opening up a barbershop. Uh, and 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 going through uh, you know these floods, just flash uh, flash floods and stuff like that. Coming from New York, I, I we we really I didn't I've never dealt with it. Uh, moving down here, um, you know I, I I've dealt with um, the floods and you know I thank God that you know I had the strength and the faith to persevere and uh, you know overcome the floods. Singletary, uh, I want to thank you for that, um, for sharing these pictures. And the dates you mentioned, 2013, there was no hurricane in 2013. These were not um, terrible rain events that, call, that caused flooding. And the pictures you showed um, showed a decent amount of water on the floor of your business. And mm -hmm. you mentioned that mm -hmm. when you purchased it, you didn't know it was in a flood uh, zone, one of the interesting things is that with a purchase of house or business, the seller does not have to disclose that it's in a flood zone. Um, I know people who have rented apartments and bought homes, and only after the fact did they realize it was in a flood zone, because that's not required by law um, to be disclosed. And, you know, had you known that perhaps you would not have purchased uh, your business. I mean, you may have anyway, but, uh, you know, thank you for, for your, your perseverance and, and your dedication. And as you said, you've, you've had to learn a lot about um, uh, wetlands and flood uh, plains and all of these things that you perhaps rather not have. But thank you for that. Yeah, I guess there was there was a blessing in the storm, right? A, a blessing yeah. in the blessing in the storm. In the storm. The way that ends the first segment. The Wading Deep Podcast comes to you from a place we affectionately call the Bros. St. Ambrose Episcopal Church, Raleigh, North Carolina. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube, The Bros NC on Twitter, and The Bros 1868 on Instagram. I am your host, the Reverend Jamond Taylor. Gods are going to trouble the water of environmental racism, resurrecting a river of life clear as crystal. Shalom. Salam. Peace.